0: Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Football Pandemic, where we are beginning to look at the muddled playoff picture coming up. Who do we think is going to be there? Will any of the Homer teams? We're going to look at the games that just passed, the games coming up, talk about that and more here on the Football Pandemic. All right, guys, it is getting that time of year where we start to like in a in a mirror dimly like a foggy mirror we start to see a playoff picture forming and we you know we've had some kind of predictions before but it's it's starting to get a little clearer. but it is by no means clear there's a lot of football left to play we were just saying before this thing started that there are several teams that if they went out they'd be in a really good place to be in the playoffs but every team can't win out because they're playing the other teams who are trying to win out so we're going to take a look at that today. We're going to take a look at last week's games, next week's games, all of that stuff. But before we do, we're going to, as usual, get to some of our breaking news around the NFL, things that are going on in the league. Big one to top off, start off today, Mr. Robbie Gold, the guy who was money kicking for, see the Bears?
1: Mm-hmm. For the Bears. a long time. Uh, he he wasn't
0: at the hangovers. end, but... But yeah, he uh, he was for a long time, and he is retiring. He says, "Hanging up the cleats, guys." Just want y'all to know, it's been good, been a good run. So I don't know where he fits in kickers of all time. I really I don't follow that with kickers, except for Adam Vinatieri, who <laughs> I followed at first because I hated him with the Patriots, but then I loved him with the Colts, and so I always watched him. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to be Hall of Fame, no doubt. But
2: I think Robbie Gold is. His- like kickers, special teamers in general get like it's so hard to get into the Hall of Fame because of that. Like, people don't take them seriously at, at their position. Like, Devin Hester honestly should have been the first ballot, the best at his position, but he's still eligible, you know? Well, uh, he so, was just
0: last year, first time, right?
2: I think the year mm-hmm. before, too. Maybe, maybe just last year. But um, yeah. either way, special teamers get like knocked so hard in this, in the voting that it's just crazy. So I think overall, I think he's a Hall of Famer, but that's not my vote. So, yeah, I was
0: going to say, I think because of what you said, he won't be a hall of famer. He'll be considered a good kicker, but what we have one kicker in, is that right? Ray guy,
2: Morton Anderson. I mean, right. Ray guy's a punter. Ray guys might be the only punter, but he might be the only
0: punter in and
2: and then a couple, I think there's like like five punters, five or five kickers total. I'd have to look it up, but
0: if Pat goes in, he'll go in as one of those like special outside of football. Like uh, who was the dude who came up with uh, Monday night football? a buck type thing uh no well yeah i was thinking of uh the dude who made monday night football what it is and everybody celebrated him i can't think of his name off the top of my head right now but uh anyway yeah so anyway robbie gold retired mason crosby he signed with the rams this one pains
1: me a little bit it why is that it does pain. (laughs) well it's it's hard to see uh as matthew gets it it's hard to see a player that was with you for a decade and a half plus mm-hmm. now wearing another team's Jersey. It's just, it's not easy because there's such a core memory of mm-hmm. my entire football existence. He was a Packer before I was a Packers fan. And so my entire Packers existence until this season has had Mason Crosby number two kicking, kicking for us. Yeah. And uh, now he's with uh, Sean McVay. I, oh um, man
0: oh I, uh, man <laughs>
1: it's a tough one it's a tough one i'm i'm gonna tell you that
0: you think he still got it i mean i remember no. you being like a little no. upset with the kicking that was going on when he was finishing up there
1: uh yeah he he was a bit out of it i don't know what he's been doing in his his workouts his parents live uh 20 minutes north of me uh, and he comes to this area quite a bit uh, i've never met him but I know people that have met him and know people that are friends with his parents. Yeah, uh, Seems like a great dude.
0: Not going to lie, I was a little surprised to see he was being signed by a team. I'm like, oh, I kind of thought he was on the down. You know, yeah, because
1: originally he went and did a workout with the Saints because mm-hmm. the Saints were interested in signing him to finish mm-hmm. their season. And I thought he was going to be in New Orleans. And it comes out that he is now a Ram. Uh, surprising tough but it's also the business of the NFL. These players don't want to play and they're going to work for it. So Mason did that and and they find Mason to be their best option right now.
0: And the Rams I thought they were just going to be the worst team in the world, but they have uh, kind of come back of late, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they they're have. In the they're in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Uh, no, they're on the bubble of the playoffs. It was so it's the Cowboys Packers, Packers are seventh seed. So who's sixth?
2: Uh, that was his five. Vikings. Oh,
1: okay. So it's uh, uh Philly, San Fran, Detroit, Atlanta, Dallas, Minnesota, Green Bay. And then the a, Rams are are eight.
0: You guys just got so many six and six teams in the NFC. You got Seahawks, the Rams, you got the Falcons, you got the Packers, mm-hmm. you got the Vikings. It's just it's a good number of those six and six teams sitting there trying to figure out who's going to be in those spots
1: we also have three nine and three teams you know in the playoffs mm-hmm. and one ten and two team
0: yeah you guys do have the the best the ten and two i think afc has two nine and three teams two eight yep. and four teams and then a whole bunch of seven and five teams well a yep. whole bunch you got texans colts browns steelers at seven and five jaguars so
1: or, yeah, yeah jaguars too
0: jags are eight and four right mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh yes 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 they are yeah.
0: so anyway uh that that uh is happening there with the rams uh, zach wilson all the good old jets you remember when they started with aaron Rodgers, and then zach wilson was going to be the guy who went through the season and he was horrible and they binged him and they did they try just one other guy or two other guys but whatever it is he's back
1: well this is what we need uh in, instead of hard knocks we need the real quarterbacks of New York, like a, like a drama TV show. You know what I mean? Like the real housewives. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've never
0: watched the real housewives because that always looks completely inane, but, um, I could, I would probably watch real quarterbacks of New York.
1: The the real quarterbacks of New York. That's right. Cause every week it's a different one. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. <Even> both New <laughs> it, York teams actually. Yeah. Is it Zach Wilson? Is it Aaron Rogers? Is it Tim Boyle? They just Tim signed Boyle was Brett Boyle Rippin. Was Tim Boyle was cut. Yeah, so <laughs> he was Tim a starter, and two Tim days Tim Boyle, later,
0: out. he yeah. was cut. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. The real quarterback for us New York. this week.
0: Two days later, you're out. <laughs> yeah. So Zach Wilson, we'll see how he does on this stint. And Aaron Rodgers should be coming back soon, right? They said mid December, and where are we at?
1: Yeah, they've officially opened up his twenty-one day window a few days yeah. ago. So bite it could be the New York Christmas the- gift. Aaron Rodgers
0: just, just, uh, what would it do if they didn't even have a playoff position? What good would it do for Aaron Rodgers to come back except for him to say, look, I'm still here, you know, to hype. And he intends to, to play in. next season. Yeah.
1: And it sounds like they're going to get Devonte Adams. They're going to offer up the sun and moon and oh, probably man. the empire state building for Devonte Adams.
0: Wouldn't that be weird if Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the fourth snap again next year?
1: (laughs) It'll be the third (laughs) snap. you got to account age in there. Third snap next year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The worst part is you guys don't get a a higher round pick because of that this year. And so what are you, third round now instead of second round? No, we
1: were guaranteed first or second. So
0: you got second.
1: So so we, we have a second. So the worse they do, the higher second pick we get. The better than we do, the lower second pick we get. Right. Those high second-round picks are, you know, I don't know if there's a difference between 32 through 36 or 30 through 36. It's just in, if you get that fifth-year option. Players. Yeah, it's the fifth-year option that's really the big deal. Or I, yeah. I really don't know if there's a difference between a first-round quarterback and a fifth-round quarterback that Washington might have picked up.
0: Or uh, Mr. Irrelevant that San Francisco might have picked up. Brock Purdy, that's right. Uh, Darius Leonard, uh, with the Colts, uh, he became Shaq Leonard and ever since he was Shaq Leonard, he hasn't been that great. He was let go from the team, cleared waivers as we knew he would because the Colts were on the hook for most of his salary this year. And the Eagles said, Oh, we'll let you pay him and we'll, we'll pick him up. And so he's getting paid by the Colts. And I don't know if he's getting any little bit of extra from the Eagles, but he's going to play out this year for the Eagles, a team that's already good, already has depth. He'll probably go far in the playoffs uh with this drop and resign, and so we wish the best for shaq leonard darius leonard whatever he's going by these days um if he's going by darius he might be better because the whole time he was darius leonard he was a beast he was a maniac and then once he became shaq leonard he was always hurt so wish him the best texans sign another former packer right adrian amos right. man your packers also are just going really everywhere bets.
1: Also cut from the Jets, yes. and I, I do have to point out that Houston does have a a pretty large trajectory of signing former Packers. They had Randall Cobb, they had mm-hmm. uh, Amari Rogers, that and both of them were cut from that team. Actually, Cobb was traded back to Green Bay. Uh, now they have Adrian Amos, and so there's a but there's another another at organization that White star with
0: the with the Texans. They didn't have a quarterback who could throw to good players at that time. Now they've got a guy who's taken relative unknown names at weapons and making them making them look good. Um, and they just had Tank, whatever his name is, get hurt. Right?
2: He, mm-hmm. he's, exactly. he's hurt.
0: So maybe Adrian Adrian Amos will come in and and do some work. Anyway, that's what's going on in the NFL. Uh, just a quick update on our predictions from the beginning of the year what are we looking at josh it's getting tighter
2: it is getting tighter very tight actually so we went seven and six for week 13 this year and or for this week sorry and we have five weeks left and we're just we have five weeks left to remain positive basically and we're, right now we're at of one, oh, 106 to 89 so we're kind of the window the is plus tightening.
0: 17 right
2: yeah the plus 17 so we can't be negative this week basically but where the window is very much tightening as we move forward
0: that it is that it is and uh we are gonna look back at our team i want us to each talk about just what our team did our homer team did this last week and then uh maybe just speak briefly as you're starting to look forward into the game coming up and the games coming up about are our teams going to make the playoffs are our teams in a position where they may or will make the playoffs. So uh, starting with the Colts uh, this week, uh, Colts did play their AFC rivals who have been tough on them the last few years, the Titans, uh, and they beat them. Um, when asked for an MVP, you know, I kind of threw up several. I put Alec in there just to give him some love because he caught a couple deep balls, and he had a touchdown. That was good. We want to see that kind of growth. But I think it was special teams. If I had to say what it was, special teams in defense that really were the MVP of this week. Special teams uh, blocked two uh, punts and returned one for a pick six and took the other one down. Like, uh, they, they recovered it right there and, and ended up scoring off of it. It was huge in the, the turn of events that became the Colts' win. Um, because we went into overtime, it was tied. And without those special teams things, whew. of course, Alec Pierce also played well. So uh, they all did well. Uh, I think the the big, the big thing is that um, Derrick Henry didn't beat us. Uh, Will Levis didn't beat us, thank goodness. And uh, it was tough all the way down. They, they had one of those rare scoring opportunities where they did a pick two. You know how rare those are where we're going for a two point conversion and they pick it and run all the way to the other end and score a touchdown for two points. <laughs> so they had that, which is always nice.
2: What really, really surprised me with this, what really fascinated, I guess if you want to say, with this game for me was Will Levis throws an interception. Will Levis runs down the field. Will Levis causes a fumble and he gets the ball back, right? Mm-hmm. That was That was great for me, honestly.
0: Yeah yep not He'll so much as... he wanted to prove something against indy i'm glad he didn't quite get the you know he he played hard and they should have won if they wouldn't have missed the point after they had a point after to go one point up on us and they missed it you know they got the the touchdown and they missed the point after and we were tied then and went into overtime they very much could have beat us now we would have had a chance to to answer that and who knows what would have happened but. I'm glad they didn't make that point. So yeah, good, uh, good game. And uh, I'm going to wait to talk about kind of the, the coming up game to talk about are the Colts in position for playoff. Let's go ahead to Josh and the commanders. Um, what's up?
2: Well, I will flat out say right now, the commanders are not and will not be in play for the playoffs. <laughs> um. But we played the Dolphins this week, and I expected a fifty-two to ten blowout. I was actually pretty close; it was forty-five to fifteen. So, I mean, I was within one score of each of each of each pred- prediction I gave. But what I noticed in this game was, number one, Ron Rivera's defense did not do any better than Jack, Jack Del Rio's. So easily, it's it's hard to describe because it is his first game, you know, as the play caller. But it could be the players' mentality. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Allen, sorry, was like. In an interview, he was like, "Yeah, I'd be lying if I wasn't saying if I didn't say I wanted to be traded or wanted to leave, but I'm here to win, et cetera, et cetera." Basically, saying he wants to be here to win, and they we're not winning. And these are these guys are our captains, so these guys have that mentality of, "Yeah, nothing's going right, so why do we even try?" And these guys aren't performing up to their salary. Like Jonathan Allen just signed a deal, an uh, extension to a year, a year and a half ago or so. Not performing up to it this year. John Payne signed an extension this offseason. Not performing up to it this, so far this offseason. The only people I see on this team that are actually performing up to expectations or above it or, you know, showing some grit and showing some fight is somehow Brian Robinson and um, Curtis Samuel, honestly, on offense. And then maybe a couple guys on defense. But overall, this team doesn't have really any fight with them. and. It's just really sad to see, honestly, that this Ron Rivera has led this team so far down a whole, uh, like a, a hole down, pretty much like down to bedrock, where you can't go any deeper. But some way you're gonna find a way to go deeper, and that's where we're at right now. Um, offensive line strolled again. Um, what he was, he like sacked like three or four times. Didn't have any time to pass. And one of his, and in one of his interceptions, the one that was one that was a pick six, where the guy jumped the, the defensive end, jumped the ball, ran it for pick six. Our offensive line, our right tackle Andrew Wiley, who I've been complaining about all season, did not even touch the guy. All he did was let him run, pretty much let him run past Sam Howell's in his you know motion to throw the ball. The guy jumps it and picks it off. There, we did not. I don't think the, uh, Andrew Wiley even touched the guy to you know, even try to defend him or you know block him or whatnot. That's how bad our offensive line has gotten. So that leads to my next point is, and, and the interception was not Sam Howell's fault. And as many people are as much as people are going to say, you know, Sam Howell's struggling. I just want to see a good team built around this guy because we have him on a rookie contract for right now, the next three or four years. Let him play that out. I want to see this guy on a good team with a good offensive line and a good team built around him with good play callings and a good offense coordinator because I'm starting to see that. I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm not sure Eric Bieniemy's play calling and scheme fit is not for our team because if you look at last year, our um, Terry McLaurin was doing really great. He had a 1,000-yard season with Taylor Heineke and even Carson Wentz. The care the at quarterback, basically. Now he has a full year starter at quarterback with Sam Howell, and he's barely making, he's barely getting separation from the cornerbacks. He's barely getting yards, and he, I think he only has like one or two touchdowns, maybe. So I don't know if this is him, you know, trying to battle that turf toe he had at the beginning of the season when everybody thought, you know, he'd come back within one or two weeks. He came back week one, or maybe week two. And I don't know if it's the injury or just the, the play calling and scheme that Eric Bien-Aimé is is dialing up because Curtis Samuel, who is our wide receiver three, actually is getting so much more yards and so much more active playing time or active, I guess, attention, targets, receptions, whatnot. Then then um, Terry McLaurin, it's just kind of crazy that we're not feeding our best receiver on the team, and that's probably why one of the reasons we're losing. So I'm just kind of looking for something, a fresh start, whether it is Eric Bandami staying or not, but something fresh, a new offensive line, a new play caller, a new head coach that can equip Sam Howell with what he needs to become successful because so far that's not what I've been seeing.
0: And the truth um, is, you only have a year or two with Sam Howell. He was a mm-hmm. fifth round pick, so he only had four years. He's already in his second year, so you got next had, year this for This year, sure. next year, and the last year. So three. And more then years. the last year, if you don't, you know, sign him to another contract mm-hmm. early, uh, you got two years at most to build Good. this yeah. around him. But that's all and we is need. Is that enough time?
2: That may be enough time because as long as he's not in a carousel of offensive coordinators and head coaches, like more um, more so offensive coordinators or play callers, like um, Alex Smith was during his early days in San Francisco, where they went from like 05 to 09 with a new, co- a new coordinator and a new coach. I think they had two different coach head coaches, but a new offensive coordinator every single season for four to five years, they had a new offense coordinator every year. And it stunted his development so much that he didn't flash until he got to Kansas City with a, a consistent play caller in Andy Reid. And mm-hmm. so I don't want to see that happen because this guy this guy has the talent and he has the ability to be that guy. But if we're just going to be ro- keep rotating bad play callers or bad people you know, in our in our head coaching and offense corner positions, it's not going to help him at all. So I'm just and looking that's for... the
0: question with Eric Benamy, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is he the guy, or is he going to be there yeah. for one year and then another guy?
2: Well, well, the good news depends on how you look at this. The good news is that the bears there have been rumors that they're already looking at Eric me as a head coach, like already interested. They're not, you know, take illegally him. take him. Yeah, take him, take him. <laughs> Illegal, they're not illegally tampering yet. You know, they they have they have there have been reports that they're really interested in John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, or whoever the guy is from Michigan. Is Jim or John? Which one is it? Yeah. One of the Johns, one of the one, of the one of the Harbaugh's from Michigan and then Jim. Eric Airbnb they're interested in. So it seems like Matt, like Matt Eberflus is out the door, but the good thing is if they sign, cause we have a two-year contract as with um, Eric Bami. So either we keep him for another year and he, we don't resign him if he doesn't do good again. But if they, the bears pick him up as a coach, we get a third round compensatory compensatory pick because he's on a contract deal with us. So either way we get another third round pick. So, if it means a fresh start and the Bears take him, completely fine. If not, and we keep him, and he, you know, he doesn't do well in his second year, that's all right because you don't resign him. We're we're not losing anything basically, is what I'm trying to say. But
0: except you're rotating offensive coordinators. Yeah,
2: that except that. But if Ben, like, let's say we take Ben Johnson or um, from Philadelphia or the guy from the Lions, offensive coordinator, and he calls the plays as the offensive coordinator, and then Eric Bieniemy goes back to that role in Kansas City, where it's you know he's more of an offensive coordinator, and Aaron Vander Reed calls the plays. I can see that being beneficial for Sam Howell because he has a head coach that, you know, we will give him two or three years because we're not going to, unless he does so bad, I don't see us firing a head coach after what, three, to like one year, unless we like go one and 15 with the guy. So to have a, off, the head coach, you know, call plays and be that guy for Sam Howell, I can see that working out and keeping Eric Bieniemy me at the same time because it worked fine what he did with, you know, Andy recalling the plays and him doing whatever as an offense coordinator. It worked fine in the city. So it remains
0: to be seen if does. Josh Smith is that his name Harris Harris. Why do I always think Smith? If Josh Harris is another David Tepper, David Tepper, would like he'll to, fire a coach like that.
2: I would like to point out because this is a consistent theme with a lot of things. So the um there was an analytical study, I guess if you want to call it, but basically they looked at the snap motion percentage of each team in the NFL. The top four teams. Guess what the top four teams? Top four teams are
1: for how many offensive snaps
2: they get uh, offensive snaps like uh, look, looking at the 14s the um is a, i guess like a cheap motion bit. how many how many like snap motions are pre-play you know what i mean like they, they motion a player pre-play and you know it works oh, pre- out it's it's pre-play
1: motion you're, yeah, you're looking it, at uh tons of shanahan offensive trees so oh that's... it
2: is so the miami <laughs> dolphins the rams the 49ers and the packers and yep. then um every I don't know where yeah. the um, the Vikings land with Kevin O'Connell, but the commanders are 31st. But that's not the point. Guess what all those top four teams have in common?
1: At least a 500
2: record. Oh, no, they were all on the commander's team, like, from the early 2010s decade. Oh, ah, that's
1: right. Yeah, so, when the commander should have won everything with this vast knowledge of coaching.
0: Yeah, that they, and we
2: let them all go. So all these guys are excelling at their role, and we're still stuck in mediocrity. That's
1: all uh, I We'll
0: I see I if to that, that out. changes. But Josh says no playoffs this year. Not no happening. No playoffs. What about the Packers, Brandon?
1: Oh, oh boy. Well, I got I got to make up for a couple weeks here. So, biggest turnaround the Packers have had this season was Thanksgiving in Detroit winning. That's a big one. It, yeah, that, that is, and I've said it every year on this podcast, that is without a doubt Detroit's biggest game of the year historically. It's always sold out. That's like the city's big thing. We get to have Thanksgiving football in Detroit. And, and, usually and truthfully,
0: they, we all thought the Lions were going to win this year.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, usually they, they don't win, but that's that's the time of year where their stadium is packed. It's where it's the loudest. It's where they get the most support. I think they had a big Barry Sanders tribute as well during Thanksgiving. So that drew in even more fans. And the Packers go in and say, hold on, hold on. Let's just simplify a few things. And let's just work on gaining momentum. And what happened is we quickly got up to a multi-score lead and held it until the end of the game. And we won by seven points. That's a phenomenal thing to do. And it really shows out a lot of our young players. Things are starting to click for them. You, you hear a lot from teams that, hey, you know, this player is young. It's going to take them a little bit to click. And usually it's about the second half of the season. We're in the second half of the season. We're almost done with the season. We only got a few weeks left, another month left before we're done. And so a lot of these young guys, things were clicking for them in simple concepts. And we were able to draw plays for them to get opportunities. And the beautiful part is not having household name players is what I call them. Meaning that if you're a fan of another team, you're not going to know who Dontavian Wicks is. Mm-hmm. He's he like, who's uh, yeah. He's some guy. You're not going to know Equidemius St. Brown. Who's a bear. Now former Packer, you'll know his brother Amon ra He's a household name in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to know. Um, any of these any of these guys Luke Musgrave Tucker Kraft Ben Sims and all of these guys are getting touchdowns in really really simple plays and they're executing really really well in this and so when defenses come in and you don't really have a go-to number 1 guy which sometimes is very beneficial and I I can stake my claim to Devontae Adams being I would say he was very beneficial for the Packers. He did very well for us, uh, but not knowing where the offense is going to attack, and I think Brandon Harris put it well. Uh, a couple of seasons ago, we were in San Francisco, and we won the game in the final seconds with a long field goal. And Brandon Harris is like, "Yeah, it's the ball is going to Devonte Adams," and he caught like a 53-yard ball, put him in field goal position. We snapped the or we spiked the ball with three seconds left and Mason Crosby kicked a game-winning field goal for us. And everyone knew Devontae Adams was getting that ball. Everyone knew there was no doubt about it. No one else on that team was going to get the ball, but now we're in a position where anyone can literally get the ball and get some pretty massive yards after, after the catch. It's based on what the defense is showing on where Jordan is throwing which has been really good. And I must say he's made some really impressive throws the past few weeks. Uh, a really notable one was the uh, the touchdown pass to Jaden Reed in Detroit to start the game. Uh, it's The game started Christian Watson bomb to the other side of the field, and then there was a, a crossing route, and Jaden Reed just barely came into view when the ball hit him right between the numbers and he caught it for a touchdown, a really impressive throw in a congested area of the field from Jordan and for Jaden Reed to, to hold on to it. And we played the, we played the chargers. That was another big win for us. Although I don't think it was a, a win that the Packers so much got rather than the chargers kind of shot themselves in the foot in the last few moments of the game. So I give credit to the chargers for that. Uh, thanks for, thanks for dropping a pass that would have, you know, one year of the game, whatever that rookie receiver is. Uh, He he was wide open in field goal range. They just needed the field goal to get it. And uh, he he dropped the ball and and that was the end of the game. And I think it was fourth down too. But then the big talk, especially this past week, was Kansas City coming to town and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was at the game. Everyone knows the the country music artist that Travis helped, Kelsey helped put on the map. She was at Lambeau Field. And after that game, she said, you know, I I don't know why I've put off watching football so much. I like it. And it's because she watched Jordan Love play football. And I (laughs) I am here for it. (laughs) Uh, But Kansas City was a game that the Packers were not supposed to win. The, The Detroit game was a game the Packers were not supposed to win. And they came out and they just simplified things. And they've all been working really, really well together as a team, which is very helpful for me. Yeah, uh, in in my future in, in Green Bay as the owner that my my fans aren't going to drive me out to to sell my ownership because i can't <laughs> i'm I'm stuck in here contractually so um but I, so now... I i've been I've been relatively pleased, especially with like all the injuries we have, so not using Jair Alexander, not using Aaron Jones, who was the guy we talked about at the beginning of the season when he went out after week one. Like, yeah, it's kind of the end. If he's not on the field, we're not going to get anything going. But we've started to get stuff going. And so imagine how much better this team is going to be when we get those guys back. And I think it allocates to 55% of our cap space is being used by guys that are injured and not on the field right now. (laughs) 55%.
0: But at least you're developing those young players.
1: Yes. And so uh, this is going to do wonders for depth. Wonders for death, and so I'm I'm very pleased with where we are right now. And I've mentioned it before; it's a roller coaster of a season. So right now we're riding extremely high. You don't finish a roller coaster high. <laughs> and so we 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 started high, we went down low, and now we're back high again. Hey, Matthew was, Matthew just said that last
2: week. Remember that Matthew? We're like, I think you picked them as your marquee or your Miami Maya Maya or something like that, and you're like. But for the Packers, they're always on a roller coaster. They're always up, they're always down, they're always up. And I expect this game for Jordan Love to be down. Or I think it was when we were talking about our Brandon, Brandon impersonation or something like that.
1: Yeah, you I, you, I, you I, sent that I, clip to me, and uh, it was it was pretty pretty spot on. I had thrown the roller coaster in the comments. Yeah, but it it has to go down, and I think it'll go down in the postseason.
0: You don't think uh, it'll be this next week against the Giants?
1: Oh my! If it's this next week against the Giants, I'm going to be burn it all that's not a down that's the track disappeared and you fell off the roller coaster
2: that's like what i was talking about (laughs) earlier that's like below bedrock you know how they say you can't hit right you're you're at rock bottom that's below rock bottom
0: yeah (laughs) that's when you're in the tunnel
1: that's a hollow earth right there uh but we we do have uh this upcoming week against the giants monday night football uh i do expect that to be a win and we'll get into to some of those things later i do think this win over the kansas city chiefs did put the Packers in officially as if the season ended today, seventh seed of the playoffs. Seventh seed. Yeah. Meaning if
0: it ended, you'd be playing who?
1: Oh my gosh. The people that give me nightmares. I, we'd be going, <laughs> going to San Francisco.
0: <laughs> if If going it ended to today, but maybe things will change. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. You're in seventh seed playing the New York Jets. That's likely a win unless things go below bedrock. So, you're fighting, you're staving off the Rams, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, and then the Saints. <laughs> down, and we,
1: we hold the tiebreaker over the Rams. We beat the Rams earlier in the season. And so if we're tied, we have that tiebreaker. Uh, and so that, so that the, is important to
0: note. And the Rams are playing the 49ers this week. So likely they may not keep up with you because I expect the 49ers could could win that. When in the Ravens playing the Rams, they could also lose a game. So you have the best position right now playing the Giants, as long as the yeah the roller coaster doesn't fall apart on you.
1: Yeah, let's hope it's, it's structurally sound. You know, keep keep the high going through the rest of the season, and then we can we can finish with a postseason loss. So,
0: so real quick, I'm going to talk about my, uh, our next week. Uh, the Colts are playing the Bengals. And, uh, actually I thought the Packers and the Colts were both in the seventh seed, but I just looked at the playoff picture and Colts have moved up to the sixth seed. We went up a spot and, uh, the Browns are in the seventh seed now. Mm -hmm. So if we ended today, we would not be playing the Ravens. We'd be playing the Kansas city chiefs and Taylor Swift. So there's that, Mm -hmm. but, uh, we're playing the Bengals this week. Uh, Bengals, as you know, lost Joe Burrow, uh, and their team isn't really the same without him. I could see this being a win for the Colts, um, I haven't really watched a lot of Bengals games without Joe Burrow to know who they are and what their identity is without him. Uh, but the Colts uh, are gelling together pretty well, and I could see this one being a win for the Colts. Browns, who are the seventh seed, play the Jags. And here's the beautiful part the Jags are sitting at eight and four, Colts are at seven and five. And then on the bubble in position eight, the Texans are seven and five. Texans are playing the Jets. I fully expect the Texans to beat the Jets and go to eight and five. Uh, I'm hoping the Colts beat the Bengals to go to eight and five. And with Trevor Lawrence having his ankle injury, and I know they're trying to act like, yeah, he's not as bad as everybody thinks. I don't think he's going to be 100%. And I could see the Browns beating the Jags this week. And then they're being uh, they're the, right now. They would be at eight and five. Now they've swept, uh, I think, the Colts and the Texans. So they would technically still be in the fourth seed, but yeah. my, oh my, would things be close in the AFC South with three teams sitting at eight and five? Ooh, that'd be exciting. Uh, you know, you have the, the nine and three is, is your highest with the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, Chiefs are at eight and four, uh, and they're playing the bills. Conceivably the bills could have a surge and beat the Chiefs. That would put the Chiefs at eight and five, the Jags at eight and five, the Steelers who are playing the Patriots will probably get to eight and five, the Colts would be eight and five, and the Texans would be eight and five. It'd be a it'd be a crazy AFC playoff picture. So uh, do I think the Colts have a chance? I do. Uh, I would have to look, I don't even know what their games going forward look like, They're, the team schedule, I'd have to look at that. But I think after this week, yeah, it very well could be. I'm just going to really quickly pull up the team schedules here and look at the old Colts team schedule just to see. Colts going forward have who? Come on. Schedule. There we go. I was clicking on the wrong thing. So we have, get down here to where we are. Week 7, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 14 is where we're at. Okay. So Bengals this week could be a win steelers i actually cannot tell you what the steelers look like this year i haven't been watching the steelers i i know that they're kind of at the same place we are don't know
1: now now they're rocking with mitch trubisky
0: oh that's good news that's good news for us yeah (laughs) uh even though they may beat the the jets is that who they play this week Uh, they may get a win this or new england i forget who they play somebody bad Uh, They may get a win this week, but uh, maybe we can beat them the following week. And then we have the Falcons. That's a doable game. The Las Vegas Raiders, a doable game. And then we end against the Houston Texans, who could also be winning and be tied with us. We could be playing for the AFC South in that Week 18 game. Ooh, that could be exciting stuff. That's really kind of projecting far forward with lots of wins. Don't know that that'll happen. I I said uh, before we got on the podcast. I don't really expect the Colts to hang on to those wild card seeds, but stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. So uh, Josh has already told us he does not believe the playoff picture is in focus at all. But who do you play next week, and what do you think? Uh, By the way, with the Bengals, I'm going to go ahead and say I think the Colts are going to win because Joe Burrow's not there. I think it's going to be something like 20. 20s 20,
2: 28 to 24 well we have a buy so I don't I don't have to worry about a loss on something well I,
0: what what
1: what would make you win the buy Josh Firing Rivera probably
2: that's not gonna happen
1: otherwise <laughs> otherwise you just lose the buy otherwise we just play like a regular buy
0: tell you what man it, Josh Harris would be smart to fire Ron Rivera and see what Eric B me uh-huh. looks like before he goes in the next year, before all of this happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll hop in instead of just covering Packers next week. I do want to cover what we might look like through the rest of the season. Yeah. And so let me, let me, yep. let me list this teams. We've already, we've already come to a consensus. We think we're going to beat the giants. Okay. We think that's, that's a given. After that, uh, Tampa Bay comes to town. I think that'll be a relatively good game, and I think that's winnable for the Packers.
0: Yeah. Um, based,
1: based on how we've been playing. Yep.
0: After I, that. I watched them or, play against the Colts and lose, and I think that Jordan Love could do the same.
1: Uh, after that, we go to the Carolina Panthers, currently the worst team in the NFL. Oh, I yeah. think that's a winnable game. Then we go to Minnesota. And Minnesota is having a bit of an identity crisis right now. And so I think that's a close game. I can see it going either way. Right. And then we finish the season at home with the Bears coming to town, which I think is winnable. And so you look at one, two, three, four, five games, uh, you know, ceiling five and 0, floor three and 2. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's say, let's look at your floor. Three and 2 puts you at what? Nine and eight,
1: nine and eight. That's probably. I think, that's probably. I think for the spot. NFC, that's a playoff spot.
0: So, do you think the Lions still win it and you get a, a wild card?
1: Yeah, they're yeah. nine and I, three Lion, right Lions now. Lions would have to win. Lions would have to win. Um, yeah,
0: because right now, even if they,
1: they won one game, they would. They win they would one game.
0: It. Yeah, yeah. At, at that floor. Yeah, at at that, that floor. floor. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, but if if we went out, what is that? That's a. a 11? 11 and five or 11 and six.
0: So they would have to win two games to beat you. Actually, you beat them in that Thanksgiving game. So,
1: yeah. So we currently hold the tiebreaker.
0: Do you guys play again yet? Or did you play, did you play? That was twice? our
1: second game. Yeah. So who won,
0: you won both of them. They won. No, they game?
1: won the first one. We won the second one. But I think so. it's the most recent game has the tiebreaker, right? No, it's, um, uh,
0: I think it goes to a uh, uh, NFC play uh, NFC teams or there's a different thing. I don't here, think it's here. It is.
2: Um, two clubs head to head best win percentage. So you're tied best one loss tied percentage in the games played within division. So your NFC North games next okay. would be best win 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 loss percentage in common games. So games you played with each other. So whatever division you played, the NFC East, maybe in the AFC South or whatever. Best win loss percentage and games played within the conference. So the NFC. The NFC. Strength of victory. Strength of schedule. Best combined ranking among conference teams in points scored and points allowed. Best combined ranking among all teams in points scored and points allowed in all games. Best net points in common games. Best net points in all games. At that point, right, we're
0: so yeah. far down. Yeah, we don't need to keep yeah. going.
1: Yeah. They would probably hold the tiebreaker at that point based yeah, on their, they play the bears
0: this week so my guess is they've got at least a win coming this week. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. if not more. So,
1: so okay. uh I I think the playoffs are a real real picture for for Green Bay. Yeah, we do. Which yeah. Which is yeah. not something we expected to to say even a month ago.
0: Right. Especially, yeah, like I said looking at just after this week, Rams playing the Ravens and Seahawks playing 49ers, they're the two that are tied with uh you know, have the same record as you, they're kind of on the bubble they're probably going to go down you're probably going to go up that's only yep. going to make it better so yeah very good well let's uh let's go on to what is what is, we have the Blake Harris corner before we get into our marquee manure and my my games that uh that we're going to pick for this week but the Blake Harris corner just looking at last week uh the big one Trevor Lawrence got injured uh and they lost that game right which is what put them at eight and four, mm. uh, and uh, now they're going to be playing the Browns this week. Uh, I didn't get to watch that game. I do have it recorded. I do want to go back and watch just to see how bad. It, I heard it looked really bad on the field, and everybody thought he was done for the year. But now he, you know, he's is at practice saying, today. There was a picture yeah. of him at practice. He's like saying, yeah, "I feel so much better."
1: Me officially, yeah.
0: so Trevor Lawrence not done for the year. Uh, if he would have been done for the year, I almost would have said I doubt that they make the the division winner you know either the colts or the texans would have overtaken them would they have fallen out of the picture altogether i don't know but uh, we'll see what happens with trevor lawrence chargers beat the patriots um that's not a surprise what's the six and oh meaning the last six times
1: no no, no oh, that was won the won score of the game. zero
0: well that was the. Sc- i'm like what was six so i didn't watch this game that's a pretty bad score yeah <laughs> So it was two field goals against nothing.
2: Yeah. What's crazy about this though, is the last three games the Patriots have played. So the Chargers, whoever they played last week and the Colts, they have not let up, let up 10 or more points in a game and they've lost all three games.
0: Did the Colts not score more than 10?
2: It was 10 to six or something like that. It was wow. exactly we'd scoring.
0: 10. We'd been scoring plus 20, 20 plus all year. Except that, they kept us to 10. Mean,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep, I, uh, I, somebody was talking to me, a Bears fan. He, he was like really in these hopes earlier in the year that they would have the number one overall pick and either the number two or number three. He's like, man, I don't think we're going to get that because the Patriots and the Cardinals. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're going to get that. <laughs> I think you're going to be lower than uh, two or three, uh, even though you you still will get um, whatever the Panthers. Two top in,
1: but, 10, yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe two top five. Ugh. Anyway, uh, Cardinals. Uh, one of the one of the teams I was just talking about did upset the Steelers. This puts them at three? How many wins do they have? Two wins? Three wins? Three. Two?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, three. for some reason, I thought they had already won two, so.
1: They're three and ten.
0: They're three. I thought I thought so. So this is their third win. Okay. So, yeah, so that makes it a, a little better for the Bears, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 49ers somebody wrote the 49ers proved to be the team to beat that's they're looking me. strong they've had some downs they've had some ups i don't know that they've necessarily yet proved that they're the team but they're a strong strong team they they I manhandled feel, the eagles i feel like they're stronger than the eagles i they feel are. like they're stronger than kansas city and i got so flack, maybe they are the team I got to beat.
2: back from a couple of my a couple of people you know Kind of you've met a couple of them, a couple of my friends, a couple of people like one of the one of them goes to CCH, but I've got a couple flack for picking the Eagles as my dark horse. I think this proves it right here. They are once the Eagles, in my opinion, once they're overhyped, once the Eagles hit a wall, like either A, the refs don't go make their calls with them and in favor of them, or B, they hit a wall and they can't, you know, overcome that wall or jump over that wall, they really don't look good. And now, this let me a, ask you a question here.
0: Who did the 49ers lose to? They lost three games. Who were who were those losses? Bengals, okay let
2: me look um they had a, like a losing streak for a bit um Bengals, vikings and browns all three games was, all in a row all in a row. the beginning of the season it's october 15th october 15th to 29th
0: now tell How me this who have the lions lost to besides the packers we know it's the packers
2: i would look packers like you said um seahawks in overtime and then the Ravens.
0: I feel like the Lions might be the team to beat right now. But the uh, I is would say the that the teams that beat them are tougher. The Seahawks did it in overtime. Um, and I think Jordan Love is looking better. <laughs> so I think like even throwing the Packers into beating the Lions, I think it's the Lions a are a game. tough team. So I'm, I'm yeah. not necessarily saying 49ers are the runaway tough team to beat right now. I think the Lions are strong. The other teams that have nine and three are Dolphins and Ravens. Uh, And yes, they, you know, Dolphins can be like explosive or they can look like what just happened. Um, All those teams have only lost three games. So it's hard to say, but I feel like the Lions competition was a little tougher than maybe who the 49ers lost to.
2: The problem with the Lions, though, is the games that they've lost or the games that they have been close to losing or whatever. Their turnovers are what is making them lose. Like, if you look in the Bears game where they, they came back, their turnovers were atrocious, and they almost lost it. The Packers game, turnovers. Lost them the game again. So as long as this team can stay safe and clean of turnovers, they are a very good team. But I just don't trust them enough with the tur- whole turnover thing that to make them a team a top team for me. Like, the 49ers do a great job of keeping the ball clean, no turnovers, and I think that's what separates them from me.
1: It's easy to do that when you only throw screens.
2: Maybe <laughs>
1: <laughs> just gonna just gonna put that out there. I know I've seen a lot of stuff on on X formerly Twitter uh, stating that Brock Purdy should not be in the MVP conversation because I think 80% of his yards or so are yards after the catch. And so if you took away 80% of his of his passing yards, you know, is that MVP quality numbers?
0: So in Dolphins, you got Tua and uh, Tyree Tyreek Hill that can get crazy on you. Uh, Ravens, I never feel like I can trust them. They are sitting Me at too. nine and yeah. three, um, so it's going to be it's going to be fun. And of course, you can never rule out the Chiefs. They're just one game behind, but they they have lost a few. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see who's the team to beat as we get a little closer uh, in these playoff pictures. Uh, let's jump ahead, uh, to our marquee manure and my, oh my games, uh, that are coming up and we will just go marquee starting with Brandon and Matthew, then Josh marquee. What do you got, Brandon?
1: I'm going to do one that probably seems a bit too obvious, but this week the Eagles are going to Dallas. I know it's a divisional matchup. They're always tough right now. They're within what one game of each other. Eagles are 10 and two Cowboys are nine and three. Yeah. And so
0: two of well, really right. the Cowboys are nine and three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so two of the top teams in the NFL right now, uh, that have played really, really hard. And, uh, I'm expecting a, a brutal matchup. I, I know reports came out. Mike McCarthy, McCarthy, yeah. not McCartney McCarthy,
0: McCarthy. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. D- different guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He had he had surgery this week, but he intends to be he, he intends to coach the game still. Yep. And so yeah, uh, I mean it's a bit yeah. easier to do that as a coach than a, a player.
0: Right. Uh, but nobody's <laughs> gonna be hitting you in your appendix area. <laughs> Hopefully
1: not. Hopefully not. So just don't uh, stand
0: right on the sideline as they're running I, toward you.
1: I do expect that to be an excellent game because that can determine the division winner and potentially the first seed of the mm-hmm. NFC. Lots of implications there. I, I imagine both teams are, are going pretty hard prepping for that game.
0: Yeah. And like you said, uh, so I'm just going to jump piggyback off that. Cause my marquee game was the same Philadelphia versus Dallas. And uh, I've, I've heard a lot of people saying Jalen hurts has still not learned to throw the ball as well as people are giving him credit for Dak Prescott, on the other hand, along with CeeDee Lamb and some of his targets, he's been, he's been balling, yeah. <laughs> as you know, on your fantasy team. So
1: I, uh, as everyone knows, you you come yeah. to my domain and, and you you don't leave well, unless right. you're Abigail, so, then you do leave.
0: <laughs> she has special powers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I expect the Eagles and Cowboys to be a good game and to kind of help clear up the top of that. Yeah. Or muddy up the top of that yeah. playoff picture a little bit. So well, you
1: also have, you also have to think uh, Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott right now are two MVP candidates, league mm-hmm. MVP yeah. candidates. And so you're getting quite literally a high end battle of, of two fantastic teams. I think it's a yeah. clear marquee.
0: Josh on the other hand has chosen a different path. Yeah,
1: I did because he chose violence. Yes. I chose
2: the I chose the Bills. <laughs> I, cho- I chose Bills and Chiefs, and I chose this because the Chiefs they did they looked like they were back down to earth last week, and I think the Bills can easily take advantage of that. This is one of those games that could be a Miami, but I'm choosing it as my my uh, marquee because I feel like the Bills know they're in a spot where they're barely out of the playoffs and they need to make it in, and they're going to make that strong push for it. And this is the start of it, and I think they start making that five game stretch to you know win that you know make that six or seven seed.
0: I would love it because like i said if they if kansas city loses and jacksonville loses we got a ton of teams at eight and five in the mm-hmm. afc sitting up there just
1: right. right let's snake back around josh what do you have for manure manure, manure.
2: wow i have jaguars at browns because wow. i don't
1: know i don't know if
2: um trevor lawrence is playing so i also know who not don't know who they're going to be naming starting quarterback I also know that Joe Flacco is playing. Nothing against Joe Flacco, but the Browns have not looked hot with whoever they have had at quarterback since Deshaun Watson left. and Even then, he did not look hot. So this is one of those games where it's like, I don't know what to expect. That's why I'm picking it as manure, because I don't know the quarterbacks on either
1: side and how they're going to perform.
0: As long as the Browns win, I'm okay with that being a manure game.
1: I I think I know why you picked this game, Josh. I I think it's because manure and Brown go together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: well my manure game of the week is new england at pittsburgh um especially once i heard that mitch trubisky's the starter in pittsburgh and new england has been new england and just looked so bad this year which is not something you used to historically say but they have just been they're they're bad they're just a bad team and so that's going to be a bad game
1: Uh, i got the same thing with you matthew patriots of steelers it's uh yeah,
0: isn't that crazy? Remember back in the heyday, you would never say Steelers Patriots is a bad bad game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, usually I try to go the the biggest swing the other way, but both of these teams are just so so bad. I don't think you can you can get any 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 worse than this.
0: What are you looking I, for in this game that's going to get you excited? What?
1: Well, a completed pass, a, an actual touchdown. I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Very much. Yeah. Well, why don't you snake again and start our my oh my I'm going
1: to do my oh my Jaguars at Browns. Both teams have fleeting quarterback issues right now. Uh, Browns defense has been really steady this whole season. It really has been. Uh, but I, I do think the game is up in the air for anyone. And both of these teams have playoff projections. And so yeah, uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna knock something out out of whack either way, whoever wins. Uh, but it's a game you should tune into because it has, it has way too many important factors for the AFC playoff picture.
0: My, my, oh, my game, not probably surprisingly Colts uh, Bengals uh, because uh, I feel like without Joe Burrow, that's a very winnable game for the Colts. And it does, you know, I, I think uh, Houston's going to beat jets or whoever it is. They play, it was a bad team. Yeah. And, i think they're going to go to eight and five i think the browns are going to beat the jags they're going to go to eight and five chiefs could lose and go to eight and five so i really want to see the colts go to eight and five and just man keep right in that mess so i think Colts at Bengals is going to be a a fun game at least for me i don't know if anybody else is interested again i don't even know who the starter is in cincinnati who is their quarterback
1: not joe burrow
0: (laughs) not joe burrow that's exactly who i know it to be yep (laughs) so so yeah uh and that may make it uh, a winnable game. If it was Joe Burrow, that, that would probably not be a high mark for me. And I probably would not make it my my oh my, but that is for, for me this week. And Josh, ending up our my oh my, you have somebody that I looked at, but I just couldn't mm-hmm. call it a my oh my, because I feel like one team is going to beat the other one. But
2: go ahead. I have Seahawks of 49ers and I have this because these, well, the 49ers are probably a lock for the playoffs. The Seahawks. Unless unless something happens, the Forty are making the playoffs. Is what I'm trying to say. But the Seahawks, they're still fighting for that playoff spot, and I think I it's just tough to see them not in the playoffs because they have the team they have and the head coach they have. So I think they're going to make kind of like the Bills. I think they're going to make that final push, and it starts right now. And this is a divisional matchup, so anytime, even if it's you know Panthers, and actually no, I'm not going to use Panthers. Sorry. Even <laughs> even if it's you know Rams at 49ers it's always an exciting matchup because no matter how bad that team other team is versus that great team it's always exciting because it's a divisional matchup you could probably expect one fight in one of these games you know what i mean so you're gonna you're gonna see something interesting in this game
0: all right so we're gonna we're gonna snake from you with the lock who's your lock josh
2: lock of the week i brandon and i are on the same page although he hasn't released his yet packers over giants i mean like Brandon said, like me and Brandon said, if the Packers lose the Giants, you're, you're about, you're, 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 you're hitting bedrock. Basically you're hitting rock bottom. So it's, it's
0: just, like the roller coaster oh comes to the bottom, but nobody put that track on right. When it gets to the bottom, it's just, it just goes into straight to the ground.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. You won't see me next week. If that happens, I'll, I'll be gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something came up.
1: I'll be, I'll be uh, sick.
0: my lock for the week. So, uh, I, I think that's a good one. Packers over giants. I I looked at that game. I did not pick it. I also looked at 49ers over Seahawks, but because of what you said, I'm like, yeah, Seahawks and 49ers, same division. Sometimes Seahawks play them tough. I'm not going to put that as my lock. Uh, I looked at KC and Buffalo because Buffalo's been stumbling, but that's one that can, you know, it can flip pretty easily. I'm not going to pick that one. Then I looked at Miami over Tennessee or lions over bears. And I thought these both look like lock potential, but man, the bears just give me too much faith in their losing. I picked the lion lions beating the bears as my lock.
1: That's an excellent one. Excellent (laughs) lock. And I hope that, I hope that happens too. Uh, well, I mean, if it, if, you know, I, you know, maybe I just want the lions to lose, but I'll never acknowledge the other team, you know, in this circumstance, uh, because if the Lions lose, that's a you know one spot closer the Packers have mm-hmm. to winning the division, which was not a thought in Blake Faith's eye. You know, it was supposed to be the Vikings.
0: Vikings so, all the way. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, but I I do have my lock as Josh said is is Packers over Giants. Uh, I think it's a pretty safe one, uh, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to snake back through with my upset. I think the Raiders beat the Vikings the Raiders have been looking good since they fired their coaching staff and kind of revamped and the Vikings are trying to figure out what the heck they are with Josh Dobbs. He's kind of kept him in a, a few games early, but he hasn't been looking too hot these past couple of weeks. I think Justin Jefferson is back officially uh, and that might help them. It, they're like one in five with Justin Jefferson starting. And so it, it's not, not, not look good for them. Uh, but I, I think the the Raiders upset the Vikings this week.
0: Yeah, those are two teams that just kind of fall off my radar so easily. Raiders and Vikings. And I know the Vikings have been better, but uh, for my upset of the week. And by the way, a moment ago when I said Vikings all the way, that was me speaking as Blake Faith. I do not believe the Vikings are going to win their division. I think the Lions are, but and you know Green Bay could sneak try and sneak up there. But anyway, uh, my upset of the week. Probably no surprise. I want Cleveland over Jacksonville. Browns over Jags. Um, And I've already talked about this ad nauseum, the 8-5 and conundrum that will come about if certain things happen. I want all those things to happen. And it is an upset because Jacksonville has been better than the Browns. So even though whether Trevor Lawrence plays and just is not 100% or whether whoever their backup is playing, I want Cleveland to upset Jacksonville.
2: My upset. I'll end things off. One of you, a lot of you guys, actually, all of you probably would be surprised with this, but I have the Bears over the Lions, and I hate what? to say that. I hate to say that because I'm a big, big, very big Lions fan this season. But with how the Lions played against the Bears last week, and how the Bears' defense has been slightly improving every week with you know different acts aspects of it, I can see the Lions replicating exactly what happened against the Bears what was it two three weeks ago and creating those turn, making you know throwing those turnovers or those making those fumbles or whatever and just this game is at some point is as escaped from them and they don't, they don't make the comeback this time i can see it happening this time honestly
0: okay hey guys this is uh monumentus we are under an hour and we are about to end this thing guys if you are in the fantasy league don't forget to make your fantasy predictions to possibly win That ice cream from Brandon Comark at the end. As for us, next week when we come back, we hope to see a much clearer playoff picture emerging. Join us then as we look at the games past, the games coming on the football pandemic.